Friendship, for example, is a real gift. It's an insane world. But in it, there is one sanity. The loyalty of old friends. You're the best friends anybody ever had. Alone, bad friend. Good. Bubba was my best good friend. I had to make sure that he was okay. Friendship family. These are things that matter. We just become best friends. Yep. Touch my friends again and I'll buy you. Thanks, Mike. You're my best friend here. Lose one friend. Lose all friends. Lose yourself. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. That's what friends are for, right? Friends? Friends. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. If you're not over here in 15 minutes, you can find a new best friend. You've been saying that since the fifth grade. Welcome to the I Am Your Friend podcast. I am your host, Aiden Licker. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we made it. I don't know what we made it to, but uh, we're here. And uh, our our guest today is our friend Max. Hey, Max. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller there, guy. How you doing? There we go. Uh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. Thanks for coming on. It's been a long time coming. Thanks for having me. We've been yeah. friends for a little bit. We hang out almost every day. Almost every day. Uh, Max is a stand-up comedian in Buffalo uh, and in other places when he's in those places. Uh, and yeah, and we see each other at open mics pretty much every day. Uh, for the most part, we're on shows together a lot. Uh, we've become a bit, of, we, we get paired together a lot, I think in the, in the scene people have been called the power couple. Yeah. Which I like. I'm all right with it. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, last week on the pod, I was talking about how I'm going to be starting a new podcast, uh, with a comic friend of mine. And if you didn't figure it out, it's Max. It's me, motherfuckers. There it is. We're so, gonna <laughs> we're gonna tell some jokes. So Max and but this I. This isn't that. Yeah, this is. Well, it might be. We're we're gonna find out. But Max and I are starting a new podcast. It's gonna be more lean towards comedy things. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do. I don't know. I so I started that. I don't know if you saw. I started like that. I figured out how to do the, like the messaging thing, so yeah. people can like message in on stuff. Um, so we could utilize utilize that if we need to. Um, but is I think that we, just gonna be like people sending us like weird stuff i don't know that's what i'm thinking we should just do like twitter polls maybe yeah. or just like i don't know but we're gonna you know we'll flesh that out have audience uh involvement somehow and we're going to uh talk about whatever you guys want to talk about and we're going to debate things and uh be as funny as we can where you know the i'm your friend podcast while there are funny moments uh you know uh, it's, we're not allowed to be funny here. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's not a comedy podcast per yeah, it's se. Not comedy based. You know, it's like what uh, would you categorize this as? Uh, well, automatically it gets categorized as society and culture on all the on like the pa- podcast platforms, which uh, I kind of like. I think that that works. That that's, makes sense. That kind of fits in that society and culture. Um, so yeah, the other one will be comedy though. So um, I'm excited about that. It'll be good. It'll and, be fun. Uh, we'll get started probably after I get back from vacation. Uh, yeah. Which is in a couple weeks. So the, yeah, I was I was doing the math. There you doing go. Doing the math. Were doing you good at math. math in high school? Not. Not at all. Were you good at anything in high school? I did. I was good at school. I was actually, I was like an A-plus student for most of my life. Um, in Not math. Apart from math, I did really well in school. And then the last math class I took was freshman year of college and it was uh introduction to calculus or something like that yeah survey of calculus yeah one of those. i took that and then i haven't touched math since yeah and i got i think i got a d to be honest i got an a and i tutored it someone's a fucking dork what's up 
So I got a high quality. Does statistics podcast. count as math? Yeah. All right. Well, then I took statistics too. Did you? What'd you get in that? <laughs> Not good. I got an A in because that. Actually, thing- no. I got a B in that only because I missed just enough classes that I dropped a lot of grades. I was gonna say the thing about statistics was that attendance wasn't taken. Oh, interesting. And mine was the opposite. All the labs. Attendance wasn't taken in a statistic class. Um, Can't all write? the labs could be done within a week. Like we had all the materials to do them, so I just kind of did that, and I uh, crowdsourced a lot of the material. There you go. <laughs> the political way of saying yeah that, and then yeah, I went to statistics class six times the first two days, and then all four exams. Yeah, that would explain uh, not doing well. I no, guess. yeah, not good. There were a lot of classes in college that I did that that it was like if attendance wasn't required. Yeah. They put the schedule in the syllabus of when the tests were. I was like, all right, I'll figure this out on yeah. my own. I'll teach myself. I did I did environmental geology, which was just bona fide environmental science. Yeah. Which is what I was studying. Okay. So I was like, I've done this a hundred times. Also, like my dad's a geologist, so I grew up I with that. Know. Yeah. And so I just didn't I didn't really go. I just show I showed her to turn in the homeworks and then I would just dip. And I got I think I got like an A. Perfect. It worked out. College is easy, everybody. College is a yeah. It's just a waste of your time and money, unless like you're mostly your money. If you're gonna be a doctor, then I guess it makes sense. But like, yeah, that's what I always tell people. Like on the real, like what I always tell people is like, it makes sense if you're going to college to be something. (laughs) Other than that, like a music business manager. If you want to be a music business (laughs) manager. I would love to be a music business manager, if I'm being honest. Sudi Fredonia. I'm getting close. You've done it. I'm tour managing. That's close enough. I'm barely tour managing, though. That's just really me giving myself a title other than merch guy. Yeah. Well, it's a better, it looks better on the tip jar. Yeah. Merch guy, tip jar, tour manager, tip jar. Right. But people, I think, will be more inclined to tip the merch guy than the tour manager because they assume the tour manager is getting paid. Correct. Yeah. When in reality, no one's getting paid. Correct. The band's barely getting paid. The band's barely yeah. getting paid. But the thing is, I'm doing it in hopes that the band eventually does get paid. and then, Yeah, you're riding the coattails. Right, and then their management will assign them somebody who actually knows what they're doing, and I get pushed out. Bum, bum. That's the industry, folks. That's what I signed up for. That's what I went to school for. You need some music business advice? Call somebody else submit it through the link at story or i am i'm plugging my own podcast plug your own podcast <laughs> max hosts a co-host podcast called story time that's s-t-o-u-r-y time story time about touring and stories. traveling yeah and stories of those two things i am a guest on it my episode's not out yet but maybe it's it'll Monday. be out by the it time comes out tuesday and it comes out tomorrow if you're listening to this the day it yeah. comes out um, if you're listening to this after it's out, go check it out. Um, and funny. I tell a lot of stories about um, almost shitting my pants in New York City. Um, That's honestly like you, your episode will be out when this is out. Musha's is out. And then there's a couple others that we have that are you know scheduled to come out. And the majority of them are people shitting their pants yeah in some capacity that's the craziest thing that ever happens while traveling it's the well it's also like it's i I used to have a joke about it and it's just like it's the ultimate human condition yeah is that you can meet anyone anywhere in any form of life and they'll probably have shat their pants at some point as like an adult so i've never actually shit my pants but that was the closest you haven't lived (laughs) 
Yeah, that was the closest you I never, ever got. You never full on like Not mistrusted the little no, nothing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not even. I don't even. Maybe peed a little bit. Comment if you think Aiden should <laughs> poop his pants live on the podcast. Poop his pants. Poop his pants. Um, um, that's yeah. surprising, given I have an incredible amount of restraint over my balls. The thing is, closest I, I ever got was that New York City trip for sure. I back that statement, not like that I'm aware of your capacity, but sometimes you just get a little confident. Yeah, no, I believe that. See, I don't, I never get a little confident in anything that I do. <laughs> That's the benefit of self esteem issues. <laughs> yeah. It's that you won't do that. Um, yeah. Having extreme anxiety basically prepares me for the worst at all times, so bad things don't really happen to me. That's pretty tough. But because of that, I don't take a lot of risks, so a lot of good things don't happen to me either. Do you think? Do you think doing vis a vis having a podcast vis a vis is that how you use that expression? <laughs> I, I think that's how it is. when you said Ex-o it. facto. When you said thing? it, I wanted it to be pronounced differently. Yeah. And that's why I repeated it. And then once I repeated it, I was like, no, that's definitely how you say it. Oh, okay. Um, then I'm going to take that as, as a win. I think it was, I think it's, I mean, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of times in this podcast I say phrases or words and I'm like, I don't know if that's what that means, but it sounds right in my head. I'm not good at math. So yeah. I don't think I'm a good verdict. I don't read a lot, but I wish I could. It's just a true, <laughs> just leave, true statement. To leave the dead air. Yeah. Um, it's a true statement. I, wish I also I, don't read a lot. I also yeah. buy books and then don't read them. Sometimes I will. Yeah. It depends. It's got to like hook me right away. That's I, the thing. It's got to get me right in the beginning. And if it does, I'm not going to pick it up. I bought a book. Um, it was written by the guy that did the fall in our stars. John green. Or the thing is, I don't remember off the top of my head. It was him or his brother. Hank Green. Because they're both authors. Yeah. Which is annoying. Hank TikTok wants to force <laughs> Hank Green on me so bad and I hate him. I don't hate him. I got nothing against him. Hank I just, or John? Hank. And I'm just not a fan of his I don't I just every TikTok, yeah. every video I've ever seen of him, I don't care. Like I'm just not interested in what he has to say. But TikTok is just always pushing his content towards me and I'm See, like, okay, now I think stop. I think this book is by Hank. Um but I was in Spain. And it was only released in the States. Mm-hmm. So I bought it in the States, shipped it to my parents' house, had my parents ship it to my friend's house. It was an import. And then my friend brought it to me, and then I haven't read it. <laughs> and it took, it took like, you know, four and a half weeks to yeah. get to me. And it's just, and now it's back at its original location in yeah. Buffalo, New York. I haven't touched it. Damn, Signed. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Hank Green Book. Traveling Hanky. Traveling hanky. I like that. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, do you think doing stand-up at all, Well, because you, you perform too, like in, like you do other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the dancing on the weekends. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Does I any of that affect, is that any, is any of that affected by the anxiety or do you think it helps? Because like I don't get, I get, Dude. I get anxious before I go up, but in the terms of like, I'm about to go perform. Not like, yeah. oh God, I can't go outside today. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um That's why I asked it. Uh no, the anxiety for me is It'll always be your most disliked video. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was it no, it is a very good question. And one I think about a lot, because I when I first started going to therapy and I like talked about like how bad my anxiety is and like has been in my past, that he's like 
you're a musician? I'm like, yeah. He's like, and you perform. He's like, what's yeah. like the first show I ever played was for my entire middle school. And he's like, how was that? I was like, fine. And he's like, what? <laughs> but like, it went fine. It did. It went yeah. totally fine. And I was 13 and I was just, and I was a kid who literally like was afraid to go to school. Right. But like, like for some the, reason, yeah. I don't know. It's the, it just clicks off for performing a for, I, and the point you made about like, it, it, it might help with it. It might be a way for me to just like, cope overcome it yeah um in a way i don't know but i don't know dude i gotta say like i mean the first time i ever did stand up at nietzsche's that was the first time i ever went up and yeah. my legs were shaking the yeah. entire time i was up there. i remember that you but did. i feel like that's just like general nerves that anybody would experience rather than like actual like like the mental that's the thing that's it anxiety, is it is you know? weird it's like it isn't i'm not nervous to perform Cause like I know how to do it, but it is just like, there is always that like mild anxiety of like, I'm going in front of people and I'm going to say some stuff. Right. And whatever they react as yeah. is going to affect how well I feel after I say it. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, I mean, besides that, I mean that I remember being very nervous, like the entire day of that show I did when I was in middle school, I was just sneeze <laughs> and I did that show seventh. It was seventh grade. I had like you know seventh grade, which in West Seneca is like when you start middle school. It's not some school districts is sixth grade. What is wrong? Or some it's fifth grade. Place West Seneca was seventh grade. I think they changed it now. Yeah, but seventh grade was when you started middle school, and I had been you know at the school for maybe three months. And then I'm performing like and they had like a middle school, like it was like a school of rock type program where it was like a teacher ran it. It was like rock band. Mr. And it was Schneebly. like, uh, no, his name was Mr. Olmstead. He's a good dude. He actually performs all around. Oh, the, the guy that was just playing the reggae music. And Clarence. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We, at the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a good dude, but he, uh, he was a teacher at my middle school and he ran this rock. It was called rock ed. And it was, uh, you know, students would audition to get into it. And then yeah. like they played events throughout the year. So I was in it uh, and I played guitar and sang in it as a 13 year old and just voice. Actually, cracking. I might've been 12. Wait, how old do you when you go into seventh? Yeah. I might've been 12. And yeah, 12. Uh, Cause yeah. then like eighth grade's like 13 ish. And, and then you freshman's turn, right. Like my birthday's in March. So I always like turned Your birthday's in my birthday's in March. Is it really? Your birthday's in March. Are you fucking me? Your birthday is actually March. No, my birthday. I thought you knew this. What is it? It's March thirty first. Oh well, that is the end of March. You're not a Pisces. No, I'm an Aries, motherfuckers. Yeah, now we know. Um, no, so I remember doing that show and being very nervous, especially because we had to. I've never told this story before. We what? did. We did covers, right? It was all. It was, oh yeah, you're not writing good original music, right? We were team. teenagers, right? Yeah. So we would just do covers. So the one. Uh, the song we had been practicing was Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap by ACDC. Yeah. And so we were going to do that song, and I was ready. I had it ready to go. And then the day of, my teacher pulls me into the classroom. He's like, hey, listen. We're cutting it. Well, no. He says, the principal says we can't do this song because it's like about like it's about, it's doing not crime. Yeah. And uh, he was like, so we're going to change the lyrics. And he changed it to dirty jeans, bought dirt cheap. All right. And I was like, this is fucking lame. <laughs> At 13, I knew. Yeah. I was this like, this is, is lame. super fucking lame. Yeah. But I was like, 
but like the show must go on, you know? So I like, now I had to learn the words of a new song the day of the show. And it's my first show ever performing in front of people. And yeah, uh, yeah so that was really nerve wracking. I remember being like in the auditorium. I remember being side stage before they, you know, so the thing was like each class, there was a new rock band, right? Because yeah. like, obviously there's a lot of turnover from seventh and eighth graders. Yeah, if you're sticking out. around in middle school. Right. So the, the, uh, the kids who are now freshmen in high school, their their edition of their era of the band was performing that night because they had songs prepared for the last oh, few years. Yeah. We were still new. And yeah. so like we only had a few songs. So they like brought us out in like the middle of it to do a couple songs. And I remember just being like side stage of the auditorium, just like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. But then after that, I feel like gen- generally I was like pretty okay with performing. I didn't get nervous a lot. I just liked doing it. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, there were some, I mean, my one band played uh, a battle of the bands at the arena during like a junior hockey game or something. It was really weird, but it was like a music is art thing. But there was like, it was like a pact. Did you win? Fucking no. Uh, we were the youngest band in the scene. We lost to a band called the uh, Abominable, Abom- How, what is that word? Ab- Abominable? Yeah. Abominable Killer Snowman was the name of the band. And they won. It's a good name that year. Yeah, uh, probably a lot of people can't. I say think they were it. a ska band. Shout out, um, shout out ska bands. Um, so yeah, so I remember being nervous for that. I remember fast forward to post prom playing the town ballroom with Pedimento. I remember being nervous for that. That was a big one. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I, I was pretty chill about it. Um, uh, about performing and then till I did stand up, then it was like a new new thing because it was yeah. just like completely different. Yeah, no, um, it's very different from that. Yeah, it, it is. It's crazy how like you remove the guitar. I mean, even playing a song versus telling a joke is just a completely different. There's so much more weight on your shoulders of telling a joke because like I don't know. I feel like a song is easier to get through than a joke. Well, and that's the thing. That's like in with music is you can play a song and you know that song is three minutes and 25 seconds it doesn't matter what the crowd does during that part because you're gonna play three minutes worth of music right. whereas like my act is written out to be 15 minutes but if i say something and no one's laughing right it's gonna go real quick it's a five minute act yeah you know and so it's it's very much based on the react and it's also the opposite like sometimes it's annoying when they laugh right because you you know say like on a five minute set you want to get through this much stuff if they're laughing too much you got a quick edit and right. cut out you know the middle of different things or right. like change different things it's, it's yeah, you weird. have to adjust on the fly a lot yeah. yeah same thing also at any point of telling a joke somebody from the crowd can just yell anything or somebody can walk in or somebody spills a drink and like you have to address it yeah, at some, you know what I mean. Where like you know that's not going to happen when you're playing a show. Well, that was like, the the video. Did you see the video I posted yeah, today? Yeah, that was right for for context. I I did a show at this place called Babeville the other weekend, and I, while telling a joke, off to stage right, so you could tell I perform. Um, I heard this woman say like, "What is University of Phoenix?" Like to the person next to her, she was whispering it, so she probably didn't think I was going to hear it. But I was just like, I heard that. I have to address yeah, this now. Because yeah. I'm if I heard it, that means other people also heard it. Right. And it's like, okay, well now I messed up my beat. I'm stopping my beat 
to talk to you and I somehow have to figure out how to get back to my beat for the joke that I'm trying to tell while also talking to you. Right. You know, because you can go off on a tangent, but you have to tie it back to whatever. Because I was like literally in the middle of a sentence and I had to stop and be like, well, University of Phoenix is da 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 da. And it's like, all right, well, you're thinking you have like two different thoughts happening at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the other thing too about that. Is, like you could be playing a guitar and someone burps, and you can continue right, to play the right, guitar. Right. Yeah, you're not gonna stop in the middle of the song. Like, hey, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, same thing. Boring. Comparing like playing a song to telling jokes is that like when your friends come out to support you, like when they come out to support you to hear a song, they don't yeah. mind hearing that song the Twice. next time they yeah. see you. Where once you're telling these jokes. Once the one person like in the crowd has heard it and then they come back and they hear it again, it's not funny to them anymore. No, that's like on, um, I think it was Kill Tony this week or a different episode I was watching. Uh, a girl got, you know, her name got picked and she went up and she did her set and then she was like, Tony, I saw you both days in this city. And Tony was like, that's a comedian's worst nightmare. Yeah. Is someone seeing them two days in a row. Right. Cause you're just going to hear the same you're set. You're the same Which stuff. is not the same as hearing the same songs. No. Like people yeah. follow fish and right. like people follow the dead. Yeah. Because to hear the same thing every day. But it's like no one's following. In two thousand seventeen I went to four I think it was four, maybe three, the nineteen seventy five shows in a row. I went to two every time I die shows in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> or the same set? They usually wouldn't be. They wouldn't be, but there's right. some but of the I same saw the nineteen seventy five I think it was four days in a row. And uh, twice in one in Rochester, twice in Niagara Falls, one in New York City, and it was the same set every time. But I had yeah. a fucking great time at every right. one. But I would never ever want to see a comedian tell the same jokes. Right? Imagine. I mean, like we were just at Sam Morel. Like, imagine if we were at Sam Morel for the early, the late, the early, the late. Yeah. You. It, I it's mean, like fun. there might be some variation, but overall, it's gonna be the same stuff. Right. It's like fucking. You can't do that. Yeah, it's so weird. Comedy's such a weird thing. It's bizarre, yeah. and then it's also like it's the same thing. Like I, this, you know, it's probably hashed out a hundred times on a hundred different podcasts. But it's like when you write your song, like for post prom, you can play that song until you die. Right. The only comedian I know who still does jokes from like his early years is Bert. Right, doing the, the machine, machine story. story. Yeah. But even then, he doesn't like. I mean, he likes doing it because he gets paid. But like, he also probably doesn't like doing it because he's like, I have other stuff. Right. You know, and like Gabriel Iglesias on one of his specials, his more recent specials, he's like, he does some older jokes, and the whole it's at um, fucking where what are the I don't know where the Bulls play in Chicago, whatever that arena is called, and the whole arena is like. Um, not singing along, joking. I don't know, right. whatever it's called, finishing the jokes or whatever. like with him, and like yeah. that's sick. But it's like that's rare. Yeah, yeah. But it's like he didn't come out doing those jokes, right? Every time. Yeah, it's super weird. It's crazy. Yeah, comedy is such a strange thing. Um, I would say going back to like anxiety, like again, that first night my legs were shaking. I remember the entire time I was up there. I remember you also like. I might, I'm probably misremembering your words, but you basically, like you said, I have five minutes worth of stuff, and then I think you finished in three. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you were like, yeah, I five. I didn't even wait for the light. I was like, I'm out of here. No. Yeah. yeah. You were like, yeah, I have five. And in my head, I was like, no, you don't. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, but then from there on, I was pretty like I I got pretty comfortable pretty quickly with yeah. doing it until the first round of the Buffalo's Funniest. I remember sitting at one of the high top tables next to the curtain, and the first guy was going up, and my heart was beating through my chest like I've never experienced before. And then he just murdered. Yeah, he was. He did not do <laughs> he well. He did so well. Uh, no. He, yeah. So, but either either way, yeah, I wasn't paying attention to him. I, my eyes were looking at him doing a set, but I was not. That's it. Yeah. Because it was just like adrenaline was just taking over my heart, dude. It was a crazy thing to feel. Like I remember, like in my head, being like, I've never felt this before. I'm just yeah. my heart absolutely racing. And then when I, I went up there, and my adrenaline completely took our i like don't remember a lot of it, it that's the crazy. thing too is like if we're ever out at a mic or at a show and like you or somebody else says like oh can you watch my set and like give me notes if i haven't gone up yet i do zone out because i'm running on what i'm gonna say right yeah if I'm i've gone it, up yeah. then sure i can pay attention 100 percent. but it's like until i go up i can't focus on anything else yeah and it's just like I zone in and out and it's all. I'm always, I only get nervous if there's somebody there that I know that's not a comic. Like if like it's a friend of mine or somebody. Yeah. Or like something is somebody there who, yeah, who's I've not got, a comic. I, I, get I got over that a little bit because my parents, my parents came to see me for the first time at Bayville. And I was just like, I was in the, I remember when they told me they were going to come. I was like, I was like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to come. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want any of this. And then I was like, yeah, who who cares? You know, because when I'm hopefully, you know, doing arenas one day, um, they're going to come. Who's going to, who, I can't tell them not to go. Right. And yeah. then, and then I, I just ran the set the way I would as if they weren't there and it went fine. It went good. I was like, okay, there we go. All done. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. There is like some, there is like, if the only thing like is if there's a comic there that I know who that does I like, like, who does better than me. Right. And I was like, I need to do good. Yeah. But then half the time they're also not listening. Right. See, that's my thing. So <laughs> I have care. my, uh, you know, uh, we we both made it to the semifinals of Buffalo's Funniest. Uh, yours is this Tuesday. Tuesday. So this episode will be out for a day before that happens. Yeah. Uh, and then mine is the week after, August 9th. Uh, and my mom, I was telling you this earlier, my mom decided to share it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, and my mom's got like a lot of face. She's got like a crazy Facebook following of like every like, I mean, my mom has nine brothers and sisters. So like, she's just a well-connected lady. Right. Yeah. And, uh, she shared it, you know, was like Aiden made it to the semifinals of the stand-up comedy contest, and it's the next round he's going to be in is on August 9th at Helium, and I'm just and I just am seeing like it's got like 25 comments and like <laughs> right, and all these people are liking it, and I'm like we don't freaking need to out do internally, this. and I'm like like first of all like I appreciate what you're trying to do, you know, sure, but it's like the last thing I want. Is a bunch of like middle-aged women, extended family, right, showing up to helium, yeah, you know, to see like who who don't understand the comedy world, no, you know, um, and then who whisper, what is the University right, of Phoenix, right, yeah, 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 or just like you know, if I say something 
Or if you just bomb. Yeah, I'll probably do terrible, you know. Or it's like, you know, or everybody, because it's the semifinals of this contest, right? Yeah. Everybody else does really well. And you're just there. Right. And then, like, <laughs> I don't make it through, and then I have to hear all of them go, oh, you should have. We thought you were the best. Yeah. It's like, of course yeah. you don't. I'm the only person here that you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just like, I was like, mom, can you please delete that? I was like, I don't need, I don't, I don't want this happening. I don't need Aunt Susan coming, (laughs) coming to the show. She did text me and say that she was going to come and I was like, please don't. don't." Shout out Susie. No, that's okay. It is one of those, it is like, it's like you need, you need an audience. Yeah. But but you, you you hate that audience. Yeah. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Right. When you're doing arenas, man, you just can't. Yeah, like they love Jeff Dunham, you know. Honestly, is he that bad? Yeah, and I got a joke about stepsister porn, so I'm not <laughs> trying to do that for. It's because you grew friends. up with five brothers. You just don't know what it's like. Yeah. I don't have a stepsister either, but yeah, no. sounds fun. Looks fun from what I can see. <laughs> from what I can tell from this very specific website. Yeah, it looks like it's neat. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could just introduce puppets to your act. No, I don't see why not. I mean, I'm not gonna puppets do puppets are expensive. Puppets are expensive. Yeah. Well, the guy, I won't use his name because he was actually very nice. Um, for the, Milky's, yeah, yeah. It looks like a homemade puppet. Yeah. So I saw um, a tweet from a friend today. So did you <laughs> yeah. see that? Yeah. I meant I meant to respond to it. I was gonna. I was. I thought I you would. Yeah, about that I'll guy. Do it. I'll do it after this. Yeah, <laughs> off with the photo. <laughs> like he's really nice, actually. Exactly. Once you get to know him, the thing was the thing was not my cup of tea, right? At all, sure. In any way, yeah. But he stayed the whole time. Apparently, I left shortly. After he started, um, no, I, I just, I, I did leave after his set, but apparently from what I heard from other people is that he stayed the entire time. Like he sat and watched every comic, every yeah. comic and was nice. You got to respect that. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like for, for those of that are unaware, there's an open mic at Milky's and that one starts late and ends later. And it's like, you've gone up at like midnight. I've gone up around gone midnight, up midnight, 1230. And it's like it just and go goes to work at eight the next morning. And the thing is, like when we go up at midnight, we're not the last person. Yeah, there's still a, a, a baker's dozen worth right. of people after. Right. Like I got there early to get on the midnight spot. Yeah, yeah. And like he apparently he stayed the whole time. It was yeah. like happy. It was cool. So good for him. He's doing stuff at the infringement festival. If anybody's. Yeah. What is that? Infringement. Yeah. It's the Buffalo version of Fringe. Do you What's know that? Fr- you don't know Fringe, Mm-mm. buddy. Welcome to the world. Edinburgh Fringe is the largest. The clown convention? No, no, no. The Edinburgh. <laughs> I wish. No, it's the uh, uh, the largest performing arts festival in the world. Okay. It's the entire month of August in Edinburgh. Whoa. Scotland. Yeah. Oh, I know where it is. I know uh, where Edinburgh is. And like people rent theaters to do spots at 3 p.m. <clears throat> For the entire month. Yeah. And it's, there's like, there's so much happening. It's like, a, for comics, it's like, it's where you debut your hour. Oh, wow. 
Um, Hannibal Burris has a special that he recorded while he was there. Oh, I've seen Alex, that. Alex Edelman won an That's, award that there. That was the Fringe Festival. Correct. Oh, okay. Wow. It's it's. I've seen Hannibal's special from that. Yeah. It's at, apparently I I if I wasn't in Europe I would have been there this year but it's apparently it's absolutely bonkos because it's just like it's just stuff all day twenty four hours happening yeah and it's um that's where the whole never cancel a show comes from because that's where industry goes like bbc people people from netflix people from any type of industry go there yeah because that's where you see the new talent that's where you see the hours that's where you see up-and-comers and and writers and because there's plays there's musicals there's short thing there's improv there's comedy there's everything and um so we have a mini version of that in buffalo it's not anywhere near the same (laughs) (laughs) it's just that one guy no it is it's uh it's this weekend up until next weekend i believe and it's just stuff around like allentown that kind of area and there is like there's uh, a couple improv things uh like there's a small theater somewhere near like 40 thieves i want to say or thin man Hmm. I'm there's a big old asterisk next to this portion because <laughs> I am fully unaware because my friend my friend Max uh, mother friend Max uh, is a DJ and he DJed a set at the infringement festival once and I went and saw it and like there's music stuff there's all that but it is like it is um I don't know like you see something really cool somewhere else and you're like let's do that here right yeah I mean, Kansas City has a Fringe Fest, which has been going on for a few weeks. And a guy I know from New York has been down there. Uh, Rochester has one, which I have to believe is comparable to <laughs> Edinburgh. <laughs> no. Um, not to talk too much shit, but it's, it's yeah. It's I basically, think talking, talking shit about Rochester is funny because it's like they're not we're not that much better, you know? Talking shit about Rochester is funny because it's all accurate information. Rochester, like, I've spent so much time in Rochester, and, like, I have a lot of friends in Rochester, but it is the weirdest place to me. I like Rochester. It's a good time. But it's, I've like... I've only been there a handful of times, though. Like, my sister lives there, and, like, she was away, so I was cat-sitting, and, like, on a map, because I went, I went to go do some mics, and I was like, oh, like, this mic looks like it's kind of far away on the map. It was, like, around the corner. Like, everything in Rochester on a map looks like it's far away. They're, the way their their city is set up is very strange. But then, in reality, it's, like, down the street. Yeah. And it's, like, the downtown area of Rochester is six buildings. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, oh, they're, like, oh, well, like, we'll, we'll all go out downtown. I was, like, where? Yeah. Macy's? Like, what are you doing? They got a Macy's? I don't, I don't know. Oh. I, I, didn't, I didn't think you were going to pick up on that part of the... Of course. If you're going to say there's a Macy's in Rochester, I'm there. Um... It's a we. I don't know. It's better than Syracuse, but that's true. Syracuse. Well, you're going to Syracuse on Sunday. Yeah. Yesterday. There you go. <laughs> We're time traveling now. Yeah. Did you have a good time in Syracuse? No. I guess um, not. Syracuse is neat. I mean, I lived in Syracuse for school, and like it's a cool place when you're in college, but then once you're out of college, you realize it's different yeah i've only been to syracuse once and it was to play a show yeah and i got super drunk before we played i checked out and uh but our our set was at 3 p.m 
Do you know where? Yeah, it was at some art space. Spark? Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun show. I saw 68 play there. Whoa, that's super sick. That was cool. Yeah. No, this was uh, the Nick Berger birthday show. You ever been to one of those? No. Do you know who Nick Berger is? I do know Nick Berger. Okay. Um, Well, he used to have an annual birthday show in Syracuse. Yeah. And we played one year um, and I got drunk before our set, which was at 3 p.m. That makes sense. Uh, and I started going on a rant about the internet for some reason in the middle of our set. Aiden going on a rant about something, mm-hmm. especially something like the internet. And then, <laughs> and then Devin, the drummer, Devin's playing shots, right? Yeah. Uh, Devin got into the mic, which he doesn't usually do. He does not. And told me to shut up <laughs> in front of the, our audience of six people. And I was like, Honestly. all right. And played the rest of the show. So well, you know, art space. Yeah, that's um. I went to that. Yeah, I saw sixty eight at that venue, <clears throat> and it is just like uh, DIY, like kind of art yeah. space. Yeah. And the it's a cool bath- spot. It's a cool spot, but there's no bathroom in the room. You have to go like into the building, which is like a weird kind of semi rundown apartment building. And there, I was like, oh, this is a funny hard times title article kind of thing so i sent it to them i was just like some stupid like oh diy art space doesn't have bathroom whatever they did not answer yeah that 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 adds up just stack that up under the list of other emails i've sent places that just did not respond happens most of the time almost all the time almost every time yeah unless like it's important yeah it's just bye-bye I feel like everything I've ever submitted for in my life gone is just like doesn't get out there. Yeah. Actually, what's super funny is that just unlocked my memory. Remember uh, Highlights Magazine? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I used to get those as a kid. Are you in it? No, I wanted to be though. <laughs> yeah. They, what's What's funny about this is that they had like a joke section. Sure. Of like kids could submit jokes, and I sure, remember sure. Uh, sending in a joke. I Do just, you remember the joke? No, but I, I remember sending it in, and I remember just every month when that new Highlights magazine came in for, like, years, <laughs> I checked, and I'm just like, I don't it, think. For too long. I don't think, yeah, I still check it every once in a while just to make sure. It'd but, be funny uh, if, like, they just had, like, it in a stack, and they were like, we have to get through these first. Like, yeah. we'll put every joke in there. Right. But we have to get through these ones first. Yeah, it's going to take 20 years. Yeah. that's I, I sent a letter to the editor for transworld skateboarding because i got my skateboard taken away at, at middle school because we weren't allowed to like have them on the property or something like i don't know something was freaking weird and i wrote a very angsty like 12 or 13 year old email about how they violated my rights as a skateboarder and classic my mom was like you shouldn't send that <laughs> she's like you should probably like edit this first and i was like no mom i'm a punk yeah this is me right Mom, don't tell me how to write my angry don't emails. Tell me how to write my email. Yeah. About my dumb teachers. Right. Who took my skateboard. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, skateboarding. How long did you skateboard for? Not very. Yeah. I was not very good at it. I Neither was I, but I never quit. Yeah. I still do it every once in a while. I still got it in the garage, and on a nice day, I'll still break it out. I have one in the garage. Yeah. The I, thing uh, is, like, my foot. I wear a size 16 shoe. Right. What size board do you get? You're um, probably going to get it like 10. You should get the 8. An 8? I do an 8.5. No. 8's not the right number. You got to do a 9. You know, yeah, it's definitely the big one. 
I think yeah. I think yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. I've ever seen is nine two five. I think I had a, I think I had a nine. Yeah. Um, but I still have so much. Like I have a lot of overhang on both right on both sides. Yeah, I'm at twelve, and I uh, but at eight five is 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 my. Well, it, you know what's crazy is it took me super long to figure that out. Like I didn't understand that board sizes were a thing. It's super important. Yeah, and I was riding like a seven forever, and I always was like had big feet. That's and, the thing. Uh, like also for the trucks, like my trucks were always like pretty tight, but I was I was always a bigger kid. Yeah, so I could. If it were too loose, I would right. fall off. So when they were tight, I rode it as if it was loose because I could flex it. Yeah. And then anyone who would like use my board couldn't right. turn it. Yeah. So my uh, childhood best friend who lived two houses down from me was like a very gifted skateboarder. Still is. He's yeah. very, very good. Uh, and so he was just advancing. We started around the same time. And uh, he was just advancing like nonstop but he also did it all day every day like he was yeah. he was upset as anything that you want to be good at is if you do it all the time you're gonna get good at it yeah um and i just didn't you know because i had i have not changed in 15 years that's the thing i was never good so i never well worked. my thing is that i had a bunch of passions like i yeah. loved playing music and yeah. i loved there's all different things that i enjoyed doing so i wasn't going to dedicate all of my time to skateboarding right so i never get any better so like i would it's like working out you know it's like if you stop doing it for a while once you get back to it you're going to be sore as fuck for a while yeah. until you get into a habit and then you're like right. oh yeah I'm, I'm pretty good at this yeah um i've got this down or whatever but so like i just was never that good at skateboarding but um, there was, it might've been during the pandemic that I just like, you know, I finally was like, well, I got nothing fucking to do. I just took it out into like the front of my parents' house, like in the street there and just rode it around. And that was um, the thing, like in Spain, like in Spain, since it's nice weather, almost every day, all year, every day I was outside. I was like, yeah, I should start skateboarding again. And there's also like a really cool skateboard culture, like in Barcelona. Oh, I believe it. And I just never fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was, no, I, I was always afraid of getting like. The 13-year-old in me was like, those guys are a lot better than me. Yeah. And they're going to judge me. Yeah, And so I just never... Right. Them. So that was the biggest thing, too, is like we'd go to skate parks and my buddy was always really good. Yeah. And so like... But I was like... I was so nervous. You know what I mean? That was a you know another anxiety thing that I yeah. was like, I don't want to get in anybody's way. I no. don't want... You know, I just I had this very low self-esteem that I was just like... You know, right. I don't want to. I don't want people to know I'm bad at this. You know, I can ollie like, onto a rail, but I cannot stay on the rail. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. My thing was like, I wish I could just build like a ramp in my backyard that I could skate on and nobody could see me. Just drain the pool. Yeah, yeah. That would be fire. Um, I know the next door neighbors have a actually a cement pool, and we always wanted to drain their pool and skate it. Um, we got really into Lords of Dogtown when that movie came out. Have you have you ever watched King of the Road? Yeah, of course. I was I was watching that. Recently. I love King of the Road. Yeah, when they were like on season the Vice season when they were with Salva, and they were skating in the fucking pools up in like Upland. Yeah, I was like, that's so sick. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fucking. That cool. show was awesome, and and it was like shit like that, like watching skate videos and stuff. Like always, that is always what made me want to yeah. skate. I loved skate culture. I used to, I literally used to subscribe to Thrasher and like CCS, and I would get all the yeah. magazines. And I remember I was watching, we were watching Lakai Fully Loaded uh, in like 2007, 2008, so and we're just like, dude. Let's go fucking skate. And yep. it was like 10 p.m. and we had like a work light and we just put it yeah. out on the street. We used to do that like shit ripping. all the time. Yeah. My buddy had a bunch of like ramps and stuff in his driveway and it was, uh, I loved it, man. I, I mean, I love skateboarding and I never, 
I still love it, and like like I said, I, ne- I never really quit. It's just like every once in a while, yeah. I just what I do when it's nice out. I usually like right as soon as it's like post winter. You know, it's like oh, it's nice out again. I can do stuff outside. It's like yeah, I'll go ride around. You yeah. know, and I just get comfortable on the board again. Pop a few ollies, and you know, rip a couple tricks. It always feels good. It is know? good. Yeah, it is fun. Maybe one day. Yeah, I'll get back to it. I just like it having it. There was a while where I just kept it in my car just yeah. in case, you know. In case you're trying to rip. Yeah, when we went on tour in the fall, I brought it with me and never used it once. Actually, it's not true. On like day one or two, I like pulled it out in the parking lot of the hotel we were staying at and just like whipping it around and then I never used it again. Right, so I remember going on like Warped Tour and I would see people like bands like getting yeah. from their van to the venue like on their skateboard. And I was like, Dude, so how sick. crazy. Remember at Warped Tour how they had a full on half pipe? Yeah, yeah, and I just remember watching, it and I'm like, dude, there's people who literally bought a ticket to Warp Tour and brought their skateboard into the venue, yeah. just to skate all day. They don't the care line. about yeah. Warp Tour, right? They, they wanted to skate, right? They just want to skate this huge. Did, did you ever go to the Zoomies Couch Tour? I don't think so. No, I, I fucking, I didn't go the one time because I was a dumb dumb. But it was a Zoomies like it was a Zoomies demo tour basically that went around, and I remember the one time I was at the Zoomies in the Eastern Hills Mall. Shout out. Um, and they was coming like in the coming weeks and the guy, I was talking to the guy and he's like, yeah, dude, Zoomies couch tour, you know, they'd be skating for most of the day. And then the concert and I was like, Oh, who's on the show. And this is like, I don't know these bands at this point. I'm just like trying to be sick. And he's like, uh, polar bear club. Whoa. And with the punches. Wow. I was like, yeah, dude, that sounds really cool. I don't know who these people are. Right. And now like now that I like those bands, I was like, I should have fucking gone. That would have been sick. Right. See them play in a fucking Eastern Hills Mall parking lot. Or gallery, I don't remember which mall. Either way. They would have been Damn. That sounds sick. I didn't even I've never heard of that. The Zoomies couch tour. Sick. And like that was like the whole like one of the rails was like an orange couch. Oh, okay. There you you trick off of it. Yeah creative people it is crazy the skateboarding like culture of like how it became like such a pop culture like a our part of like mainstream culture in like the 2000s was yeah. just nuts the just sh- bam yeah well i mean tony hawk too with the video games and stuff bam was part of it for sure yeah but i think tony yeah tony was definitely on the the bringing it in yeah side and then bam was on the right well jackass it. in general too yeah yeah and just that whole like bucky lasik fucking right eric costin isn't it lasik is it, it lasik it might be lasik oh okay. i, have I, was, his, like, I, I have, was like have i been saying it wrong my entire no, life what I, of us has up. I have his black label board in the garage nice. so i hope i said it right no yeah um yeah all those dudes i was always a big danny way guy and a big roddy mullen guy danny way is wild yeah Anyway, just always was doing like crazy big air shit, and I love that shit. He's got he's well, he was on the King of the Road, and his fucking setup, his yeah. wheels are like that big, and like yeah. his thing is super loose, and he's just crazy. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I love King of the Road. I like discovering a lot of the new skaters. Um, like I remember the one season years ago, I discovered Jamie Foy. Foy boy, yeah, he's awesome. I loved yeah. watching Jamie Foy because he was like this big dude on a skateboard. He was thick, yeah, but he murders that's the thing growing up all the skaters were skinny yeah so i never saw myself and now foy boy's out there yeah I'm crushing doing it. good yeah he's got to deal with dickies he's got to deal with dickies yeah fuck axel christberg yeah axel is sick too yeah he's out there yeah that was the same married season, to lizzie armado now is he really yeah damn right no i think she was on that season too Mm-mm. next season she she was on like 2014 king of the road really yeah huh yeah Maybe she was like a guest on one of the seasons. She was in the um 
this is the most boring no, it's fine. to anybody who's not into skateboarding. <laughs> this has to be nothing to any of you. She was on the uh, the 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 award ceremony episode. She oh, came okay. out. Yeah, because that's when that's when Axel yeah. went amateur. I love Vice TV, and I wish that the app was more available because it's only available on Apple TV and Roku. Have you? Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about boring? Uh, <laughs> I've recently been trying to log into Vice online because I have we have you know right, cable, cable at the house, thing, yeah. And some of the episodes just don't load. It just yeah. makes like a, a it's, sound. It's a very poorly uh, developed app for sure. But the content they they have is amazing. It's That's awesome. what makes me so mad. Vice TV is rules. Uh, Maddie Matheson's shows are awesome. Yeah. Um, I met Jamali Maddox from Hate Thy Neighbor. Oh no way! LA. Hate yeah. Thy Neighbor is a sweet it's show, really dude. Um, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. You ever watch that one? I don't do drugs. Oh, uh, I do. That stuff just doesn't look. I've like I've probably seen it in passing, but it's yeah. never just been anything that I would sit down and watch. It's a really good show. I'd he's watch like a chemist and like yeah goes into like the biological like like what the drugs are actually doing that are making you feel like that. And yeah. then like he does, and then goes to like the origins of where they came from and how they became popular. And then he does them and like explains in like a very scientific way. I think way that's of the thing. That's through, just like, I think is sick. That stuff is just lost on me completely. I just didn't, I don't know. It never clicked. All right, man. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. Um, you don't drink. I don't drink. I don't do any of that. When did you? When did the stomach ulcer thing happen? Uh, 2015. Okay. I stopped smoke. I stopped drinking before my 21st birthday. Damn. Yeah. I've never. I've had like. Did you uh, like drinking? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's part of the problem. Um, Interesting. <laughs> well, you know, you drink too much, it puts a hole in your stomach. I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2015. The thing was, like, when it started, we didn't know what was going on. I just thought, like, we. I went out the night before. Um, it really like kicked in, and like I remember, I was drinking. I I hadn't drank yet, and I had a Bud Light, and I like, oop, I like threw up in my mouth. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, one Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> so Something's I, not enough. So I stopped because the thing was, at that time, the flu was going around and a lot of my friends were getting sick and I was like, we're sure. seeing each other. Maybe I just have the flu. Uh, and then the next day I woke up and I was just like sweaty, just drained. I, look, I looked... From one Bud Light? Yeah, I looked like aggressively hungover and yeah. I felt like trash and I had to go to work and I worked at a ski shop and I just remember like... I had this one customer doing a boot fit and the thing like with the boot fit is that you're standing up and you're squatting and you're bending over right, a right. lot, which will fuck with you. Yeah. And so I was doing that and I was like, I'm going to throw up on this guy. And I went, I remember going back by the service desk and one of the kids was like, are you okay? And I was like, absolutely not. Something's wrong. And I went to the bathroom and I would like wash my face and I would like do everything. And the guy finally left and I went up to my manager and was like, can I go home? I don't feel good in any way, shape, or form. And he's like, you don't look good. I was like, I'm going to just go now. And then I didn't feel good for about eight days to the point where I didn't eat. Because, like, everything I ate either caused me to feel extremely nauseous or just gave me aggressive, like, bathroom problems. Yeah. And so I just didn't eat. I ate crackers and water. And I lost, like, six pounds, At ten what pounds. point did you decide to go to the doctor? when i felt better because it kind of went away 
the thing the thing was because everything I was exp- eight days, bro. Listen, everything you didn't go to a doctor. No, because everything I was experiencing felt like the flu. Okay, you eight know. days. Well, I was like, it's a long flu. I don't know, <laughs> dude. Eight days is insane to not go to a doctor. I've yeah. gone to a doctor after three. No, okay. So listen, I went to the doctor on like day nine, and I told them my my symptoms, and they said, yeah, that sounds like the flu. And I was like, all right, that checks out. Because I felt good enough that I could, you know, do stuff. I was still going to class and stuff. I just wasn't, like, doing anything after extracurricular or whatever. Um, and then I remember I went to, I went to like, Chipotle or something. And I got something that was spicy. And it just hurt. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening to me? And so I stopped eating spicy stuff because I was like, spicy stuff makes hurt. All done. Can't do that. And then I drank a beer and I was like, okay, also pain. Something's going on currently, you know? And like my dad has that gallbladder stuff and like my mom's side of the family has like gastrointestinal stuff. So I was like, I'm dying. Sure. I can't eat. I can't drink. So I would, I cut out everything that made it hurt. And so I was eating just like chicken and rice and like vegetables. So we would give my dog when he would get sick. (laughs) Similar. Then he died. But <laughs> um, I went to, I told, you know, I told my mom, I was like, hey, something's not right. Sure. And she was like, you're correct. Um, and I went to a specialist here in Buffalo because we thought, you know, we thought stomach issue, gallbladder, it's all in that realm. So we, uh, I had to fast for a good amount of time and then I had to sign a waiver because they were injecting me with a radioactive isotope and I had to sign a waiver saying I wouldn't try to leave the country or go through like a security checkpoint because I would set off the alarm for radioactivity for 24 hours. Wild. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, that is cool. And then we watched, it was like, because uh, I was like laying down was like a scanner and they were following it through my track or whatever it was. Fine. No blockage, which is great, except for I still hurt, you know, so like whatever. And the thing, like, my mom was trying to explain, like, New York healthcare, they don't do the invasive stuff until it's needed. Right. Because, like, I was like, why can't they just put a tube down there and see it? Yeah. And she was like, well, they could. But. Money. And so, like, I did a whole bunch of other tests, went to a whole bunch of other places. Uh, have you ever had to do, this is fun, have you ever had to do a stool sample? No. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> My mom was like, just put it in a brown paper, like put it in the container and then put it in a brown paper bag and then take it to the place and they'll, you know, they understand. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. They get it. And I do that. And I put it on the counter. I was like, this is a, this is a stool sample. And she goes, did you say stool sample? <laughs> I was like, yep. Waiting yep. room full of people. Well, and then she, she just takes it out. I was like, yep. Yeah. I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I was like, lady. What are you doing? She calls some guys. She's like, Frank, take this to the shit room. Um, and then I finally went to like a gastroenterologist and she was like, yeah, you probably have stomach ulcers. And I was like, cool. And she goes, you know, they're not perforated because you're still here. And I was like, wow, that's a lot. That's a wake up call. And she's like, well, she's like, you would be in extreme pain because yeah. like your stomach acid would be directly touching your lining. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, and then she was like, you know, she was like, explain your diet. And I was like, you know, like six coffees on an empty stomach. What do you mean? Yeah. She's like, yeah, you idiot. 
That'll burn a hole in your stomach. Because I would, I would do that, and then I would get like a spicy chicken sandwich, and then I would just drink on like the weekends. Honestly, sounds pretty fire. (laughs) It was great. It worked for twenty years. Six coffees, a spicy chicken sandwich, and beer. Yeah, and then sign me up. She basically just signed. Like she gave me a prescription for bona fide Prilosec. Like that's all it is. And I just stopped drinking, and I stopped eating red meat, and I stopped eating uh, kind of spicier foods for Mm -hmm. like six months. And then she was like, all right, you're good to go. I was like, how could you fucking know that? <laughs> and then uh, I had, I stopped taking the medicine and I had an extreme migraine. And I'd never had a migraine before in my life. Yeah, I mean, I've never had one either. And then it happened. And she was like, all right, well, let's do this. And so I did the upper endoscopy where they put the tube down your throat. And she was like, yeah, they're still there a little bit. So I'll just keep taking this for another two months and you're good to go. And the thing, the fucking the endoscopy, they knock you out. Yeah. But right before I knocked out, the nurse was like, hey, it's Bad Joke Wednesday. Tell us a bad joke. And I said, what do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. An investigator. Out. Yeah. And then my dad said when I came to, I don't remember coming to, because like, have you ever come out of anesthesia? I have. You know how like there's that like 10 minute gap where you're actually awake, but you don't remember being awake? Sure. I told... A long-winded joke about a carrot <laughs> and, and he said the people around us because you know you're in the big recovery right, room. Right, right. he's like the people around us were like is he fucking okay yeah <laughs> no this dude's <laughs> shot yeah <laughs> he I, said, uh, when i had major surgery done they gave me uh anesthesia and i don't remember like going under yeah, but I they were like taking me into the room, and my mom was like, "All right, we'll see you when you get, you're done or whatever." And I just uh, I don't remember this at all, but I was just like, "Mom, Hakuna Matata." <laughs> she goes, "What?" And I go, "It means no worries." Yeah, and then I passed the fuck out. And then I, the next thing I remember was waking up in the recovery room. It was like out of a video game where like everything's like blurry, and you just hear like boop boop boop. My dad's like reading a book in the corner. Yeah. My mom's sitting on her phone and I'm sitting there and I like don't realize what's going on at all. But there's just like wires and tubes and all shit. And then I and I have an oxygen mask on and I just had abdomen surgery. Yeah. And I sneeze. Ooh. It's the first thing that happens. And I have an <laughs> oxygen mask on. So I sneeze. Into the mask. Right. So now there's just fucking grossness all over my oxygen mask. Yeah. And also sh- the worst pain ever <laughs> in my abdomen. And I just was like, oh. Just wake up. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. The worst way to fucking come out of that ever. Because I remember waking up being like, what the fuck is going on? And then, yeah. Because the nurse is probably like telling your dad, like, oh, make sure he doesn't like sneeze or yeah. do anything weird. There's one thing that he shouldn't do, and that's sneeze. Yeah. But that was um, the when I got to the hospital, the you know how they make you sign all those waivers, sure. like if you die, it's not our fault, and yeah, all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah. Sign, 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 sign. The uh, the nurse lady, the nurse lady, the nurse. <laughs> um, she was trying to find a vein for the IV. Yeah. And I can't look at like it, for some reason like I can do tattoos perfectly fine, but yeah. if I see a needle going into my body, I'm so used to it at this out. point. Yeah, I'm so used to it. Um, so I looked. Away, I knew that was gonna happen, so I looked away, and she was doing it, and she just goes, "Mmm." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Couldn't going find on? a vein. Uh, apparently, the valve wasn't opening, like oh, in your okay. vein. Yeah, so she's yeah, like, yeah. "I gotta check another one." And I looked, and I'm like, yeah, and I started to pass out, and so they leaned me back, 
and the anesthesiologist came over. He's like, hey, you know, my name's Dr. Whatever. I'm your anesthesiologist today. Um, I need to just make a couple adjustments before we start, and then we'll be good to go. And my dad was like, what kind of adjustment? Like, just final checks? And he's like, um, well, last, they put the sheet out for the next day, the day before. Like, who's going to be coming and what I need to prepare for. And it said, for you, Max 20M which I thought was a 20 month old and you're a 20 year old male who's six yeah. foot six, yeah. 200 and something pounds. So yeah. I just got to <laughs> make a few slight adjustments. I was like, I hope you're good at yeah. your job. You dick. I would hope so. They're the highest paid doctors. I hope. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Now I don't eat meat, red meat. So wait, drink. so you still have said ulcer? No, they're gone. Oh, I have like, I think it's like, I'm more so you could susceptible. drink at this point. Yeah, I've had like six drinks in the last six years. <laughs> One a year, every new year. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, I just did. The thing was like I stopped. I needed to not drink to fix it, and then I went back to school because it was going into my junior year of college, and I went to parties and stuff, and I was fine. I was like, I don't need to drink to have fun. And then it just kind of was like, what if I just kept not doing it? Yeah, I guess. And it was like, I lost a bunch of weight, partially because I stopped eating, partially because I wasn't doing that. And then I was like, I was saving money. Because like, the thing was like, I wasn't, I wasn't like an alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, I stopped I, drinking for eight months leading yeah. up to the pandemic. Um, and I probably would have stopped forever um, if the pandemic didn't happen. Yeah. But you put me in a house with my brothers for more than a week. Yeah, I'm gonna be like somebody give me a fucking beer. That's the yeah. thing. During the pandemic, like I would text my friends, but like, I get why you guys drink. Yeah, I understand it. Now. It was tough, but yeah, I stopped drinking for eight months. But it was just because like I had some like mental shit I had to figure out that I was just always masking with alcohol that was just making it worse. Yeah, um, and I started to work through that, um, and now I have a really good relationship with alcohol. Where like going out on dates, what? Oh, me and alcohol going on it? That was bad. Uh, no, don't even do that to I'm going to listen to the comedy podcast, guys. Yeah. Um, no, for me, it's like, I mean, it's very rare that you'll see me drunk. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I was just in New Orleans for a bachelor party, so obviously got pretty drunk <laughs> there, but um, was far from the drunkest person on the trip. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going on vacation in a few weeks. Uh, besides that, like on occasion, I'll yeah. get drunk. But for the most part, it's like I'm going out, I'll have a couple beers. You know yeah. what I mean? With dinner, usually, too. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, so, um, but I'm glad to have gotten that point because it was tough coming from Fredonia where it's just like drink as much as you possibly fucking can until you pass out. Well, that's fine. That was Syracuse, too. Yeah. That's, I mean, Curtis, no, I don't, I think Curtis is a bit of a, probably not the best person to quote. Curtis Lepore from Ghost Ship. Okay. It's okay. a, it's, it's, um, it's a hardcore, it's a straight edge band from Syracuse. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and they have a song called Cold Truth. Which they filmed at the Stronghearts in Syracuse. Oh, no shit. And at the beginning of the video, Curtis is saying, um, you know, Syracuse is a half blue collar, half college town, which adds up to a lot of drinking all the time. Yeah. Which is 100% accurate. Right. Because it is just like, it is, it's one of the biggest universities in the country. Yeah. And a blue collar working town. So there's bars everywhere. Right. There's beer. There's everything available at all times yeah which is good if you're into that sort of thing but it's also somehow syracuse is also like the straight edge vegan capital yeah that is of nuts. the world yeah 
So it's kind of, I think, and that's why, like, I think that's why the straightest movement did so well there because of that right. environment. Yeah. I mean, if you have a town that's like a bunch of yeah people who just love binge drinking, you're going to have a few people that don't and they're going to need a, yeah. some sort of community of people that don't. So you just probably, shout so. and punch some people. There you go. But I'm not edge. Never claimed it. Yeah. Good. Not Good for you. Not I think you should it. start smoking weed again. It's really fun. I'm all right. Yeah. I've made it this far. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I I'll just do crack. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Crack is. I don't even crack understand. Crack is whack, kids. Is it? I don't. I have to assume. Yeah. No. It, it for sure. It's, it ruins uh, ruins lives. Teeth. Absolutely. Yeah. Teeth. Teeth at the minimum. <laughs> yeah. That's like math too. Like right. The biggest thing with math is that you lose all your teeth. Yeah. And like you go into psychosis, but right teeth, meth mouth. There's a band from Syracuse called Meth Mouth. That's a fucking sick band. Name. I have a hat and it says Meth Mouth. Meth across mouth the top. is fire. That's a good name. I love that. But yeah, I mean that's how. I mean Fredonia was just like it's party, dude. I lived across the street from the bar that it, like my best friend was yeah. a bartender at, and it was just like. Yeah, every fucking weekend. It was just... And so, like, it was tough to graduate and move home and, like, adjust to, like... Yeah. Every time I drank, it was like, oh, I'm not drinking to get drunk. It's like, what do you mean? That's the only thing I know how to do. That's the thing, like, with Spain, too. That's why I had to stop. Yeah. Like, Spain, the the drinking culture in Europe, apart from, like, the UK and Ireland, is pretty relaxed. Yeah. You know, you have a couple drinks just to get through it all, just to chill. But, like, in Spain, I would stay out till 4 or 5 in the morning at clubs and people are like how are you doing this and i was like well not well i'm tired right right but like i could see you know you see where it fits in yeah like i could definitely stay out till seven right if i had a couple drinks in me sure but i'm gonna go home at six instead how'd you end up in spain on a plane (laughs) no i When I was graduating college, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do, but I knew because I'd work at I've been working at camps since I was like sixteen, um, and I remember one of my directors said one of his old colleagues or one of his old uh, staff worked at a camp in France, and so I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, do you remember the name of that place in France?" And he was like, "Yeah, send me all the info." And it's a, it was an English immersion camp for French kids. And so that's where I, I got a job there. And I gra- I remember I graduated May 14th or 15th, and I was on a plane to the UK on May 17th. I just fucking yeah. <clears throat> skipped town. And then I ended up working. I worked in France for 70-some-odd 70, 70 days. I was in the south of France. It was absolutely beautiful. Sounds amazing. But while I was there, I met uh, my friend Jake, who got, he's the one that got me into comedy, but he was teaching English in Madrid and he was like, you should check this out if you want to keep Europe, keep Europeing. Um, and then I, I just applied to it. I got, I got a teaching English, uh, certificate, like a 400 hour course, I think 400 or 250. I don't remember. It didn't come into play very often. Um, and then I just taught English for two years in Madrid and it was great. And then the, the good old pandemic happened 
and I had a slight mental breakdown and I shaved my beard off and then I shaved my head during the pandemic. Yeah. And then, uh, I ended up in Sevilla and I did my masters and I picked that masters because online it said English and Spanish, which was a bold faced lie. Yeah. It was just Spanish. So I had to like, I, I spoke Spanish pretty well, but I had to speak it better. Yeah. And I, I you had to learn up, like the dialects of the local area and shit. Like I just that, had to learn too. it. Yeah. I yeah. just had to be able to use it without thinking. Right. Because the thing is, like, when I was using Spanish before, like, you still kind of think about it. Right. I had to have it to a point where it was just the language that Conversational, I spoke. Conversational, yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, there's probably no other way to learn it than just getting fucking just jumping in right in. Yeah. And just, <laughs> just having doing... to, no choice but to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> just doing postgraduate level material. Yeah. But I remember, I remember, um, I was doing a reading once and I saw a word cause like in Spanish, the verbs end in A, R, E, R and I, R. Right. Um, and I saw this words that I'm and I texted my friends. I was like, I think I learned a new, a new word. El muñecar, el muñeco, el muñecar, and they were like, oh, you mean el muñecar, the, uh, the city in the South of Spain? <laughs> <laughs> Not a verb. <laughs> yeah. Missed that one. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then I wrote a seventy-five page paper in Spanish, and passed, which was wild. There you go. And then I was in Barcelona doing an internship, and then some visa stuff happened, and here we are, and now we're working it out. And so you started doing stand up in Spain. Yeah, I started doing stand up in English in Spain. Right. Uh, my first show, I think it was February, two thousand twenty, <laughs> technically. Um. It was genuine, like, it was, uh, it, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. Because my friend Jake did it most, like, almost weekly, bi-weekly for sure. And I would just go to them just because he would get me in for free. And I, like, hanging out with comics. And then he was like, just, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get up one day. I'll do it one day. I'll do it one day. And he basically was just like, either do it or shut up. Right. Because he's like, you're either going to do it or you're not. Right. Which is fucking pick Which one. Which is the same advice you gave to me when I was talking about starting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good advice. Um, and then I was like, fine, I'll do it. And so I texted him, put me in contact with a booker, and it happened. And I got on this show. It was a benefit show for this refugee organization. So I was like, oh, yeah, it won't be that filled. It'll be fine. It'll be whatever. And it was an 80-person room sold out. Damn. And I went second to headliner. Whoa. And I was like... I only have five minutes. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. She was like, you, yeah, I'm not going to give you 10. <laughs> Here's five. And then I just did, I did two Yo Mama jokes because <laughs> I was talking to Jake. I was like, would it be funny if I just did five minutes of Yo Mama jokes? And he was like, absolutely not. Right. <laughs> it would not do anything. And it went well. It fucking, I mean, it went well. I think because she introduced me as this is Max. This is his first time going up. Right. And because it went well. In the, it's a, like it, I had material. Sure. So it wasn't like I didn't bomb. Right. But I was like, I remember being up there. My hand was like yeah, going. And I remember she lighted me at four and the light, I blanked completely. I stood there for like a good 10 seconds in silence because I was just like, ah. And then I was booked on another show set up to do. Uh, March 13th or 14th, 2020. And that was the day Spain closed. <laughs> Damn, dude. So it got canceled. And then I didn't do another set until I think October 1st, 2021. When I was in Barcelona. 
Yeah, that's wild to start right there. Yep. Yeah, which was around the time that I was thinking of starting as well. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, then the pandemic hit, and I was like, I'm going to hold off on this for a while. But, and but, then when you came back, I was like, all right, I'm going to uh, lean on Max here to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Started coming to some open mics and saw some people do horribly. That's the thing is, like, once you see someone do, like, I mean, once you see someone do bad once you see a good person do bad yeah you're like i could do that right if you see someone who's bad consistently yeah it's not that good but even if it is for me it's like more of like oh they have the confidence to go up there why shouldn't i correct you know but yeah when you see a good person do bad you're like oh i mean that's the worst that's gonna happen yeah 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 um but that i mean very similar to yours like i had that really good set in madrid and then I went to Barcelona, and I planned five minutes, and I finished it in three. And then I was just like, all right, all done. Yeah. And I was like, I hate everything. Right. <laughs> I'm terrible. And then I went up again, I think like the next day or the day after, and I had a whole set planned. And on my way to the to the club, I got a text from my roommate about um, the dog that we lived with was on his period. Which I didn't, I like, I, it's, it's on, it's on my YouTube if you want to check it out. But it's like, I didn't fully grasp that dogs also got their periods. Right. In the same. Yeah. I think all mammals do. All do. They all do. And it makes sense. Like once I say it out loud. Right. (laughs) But like there was a. It'd be really weird if humans were the only ones that did. But the thing was he finished up the text with watch out for blood. And that was the thing that I wasn't prepared for. Because right. I think I understood that all mammals did get their periods. Sure. But I didn't think it was going to inc- be in my way. Yeah. And so I just, like, I scrapped the set and I just talked about that for five minutes mm-hmm. and did well. There you go. And that's, like... That's the thing you helped me out with, too. Because, like, I'm a person who... I mean, I still do every once in a while just to get the idea down of, like, I'll write the joke out word for yeah. word. And you're, like... You know what you want to say. Yeah. Like, you know what the topic is. You know why you wrote it down. Just go up there and talk about it. Yeah. And that is, like, the best advice. I said that to you. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Um, I should teach a class. And that, I mean, that really was, like, that's amazing advice because I remember I was like, all right, yeah, I'll just, I'll give that a go because it's like, because that's how you figure out what's funny about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go up there and just talk about whatever yeah. the idea is. Because, yeah. I mean, you can write it. I mean, like, whatever works for you, of course. But, like, you can write it all down. Like, Carlin yeah. wrote all this stuff down. Right. And, like... But you can also write it down and then not follow that. Yeah, true. You know, you work it out when you're up there and you just swap out yeah. whatever you said. I mean, uh, my favorite comics are all like the very calculated guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the Carlins, of course, but like Jesselnick, Berbiglia, yeah. Gary Goldman, like these guys that are very particular about their word choice and everything that they do. So like that's yeah. why I always lean towards that. I mean, that's, yeah, if it works for you, it works yeah. for you. And that's the thing. It's like I, I can just I, I write down the ideas. Yeah. I have like I mean in in my notes like I have stuff written under the ideas. Right. That like I kind of want to hit on. Sure. But it's not like it's that word for word. What right. You're about it's not to like say, this is the yeah. premise. This is the transition to yeah. that. This is it's just like ding ding ding. Yeah. Hey, how yeah. can we make this one idea? Right. How can we make this flow? Yep. And it's I don't know. That's just what I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I like that. I, well, I do find that like since then. Like, since you you told me that and I started trying it, I will find myself, like, before we did the Clarence show, yeah. I was, like, making my set list 
And I was like, oh, this one. I was like, let me review this one and like see if there's anything I can like expand on a little bit yeah. more. And I realized I didn't even have it written in my phone. Like I never yeah. even wrote that joke down. It was just like all I had was like that idea. Yeah. And that was it. And then I was like, oh, that's crazy that like, you know, I got to that point where it's like, oh, yeah, I never actually wrote this one down. It just kind of worked. It's just there. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. It's I find that part fun because you're very much like you're in the moment. Right. You know, like because I've said stuff like I'll start a joke and then I'll say something and I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, wait, what if we continue with that? And you just kind of follow that. And it's not really what you originally were talking about. Yeah. And it's like the thing, though, that is still, uh, uh, you know, it's difficult. It's just like, I mean, even Sam did it a couple of times today where it's like, you just say something and you're like, there's not really a joke there. Right. <laughs> Those are just words. Yeah. And it's like you do, sometimes you do get carried away. Not you, but like you, the royal, general, royal yeah. you. Um, it's very proper. <laughs> that's what we're here. That's what we're all about. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt with a thing on button. I'm all about proper. Crushing it. Um, is just making sure you make it funny. Yeah. And it's not just you doing a TED Talk. Right. Because you, you know, do see that a lot. You see for sure. Lot. You see yeah. that a lot. Yeah. And it's like, sure, like, yeah, you know, go Anybody on. Anybody can go up and be entertaining. Go on a tangent. Who yeah. cares? Right. Make it funny. Sometimes it does work just to say what, like, make good points. And some people will clap yeah. along and agree with you or whatever. But it's like, but. If you're going for an applause break. If, just don't tight. call yourself a comedian at that point. You know what I mean? Because right. you're not telling jokes. You're yeah. not being funny. That's, um, there's a dude. Uh. I don't remember his name, but he's got he's got two specials on Amazon. One special is him doing his first date with his girl on like stage, and he's like, "I oh, think yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's funny." And so I checked out his second special, and his second special is very different because it's just stand up, right? And he does like a lot of stuff, but then he just goes into a very preachy rant, like in the middle of it, yeah. And it lost me completely. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like, I, like, I turned it off. I was just yeah. Like, oh, I when I start writing stuff, I mean, cause sometimes I do where I like think I'm like in my head, I'm like, Oh, that's a good point about like something going on in the world. And like, I'll write it out. And then, but like my thing is like my, that I do is like when I write, trying to write a bit it's like okay what's funny about this yeah it's like the question to ask every time right, why is, is what it is funny right and then sometimes it's like oh it's not this is just a good point it's just a thought yeah yeah right that happens so can't be funny all the time it's true but we can sure try max we made <laughs> it bud we did it thanks for coming on i know it was a long time coming no problem look out for our uh upcoming podcast that will be starting at the end of august um, or mid-August, I suppose. And uh, Max has got a lot of thumbs to, to put up uh, to approve of that. Uh, I will put all Max's social media handles in the description of this episode. So check him out. Follow him on everything. He's a very funny guy. Uh, go see him at uh, various shows around Buffalo and other parts of the world because he yeah. is a world traveler. August 2nd, Helium Comedy Club, Buffalo. Buffalo's funniest person semifinals. Right. And August this, 6th, Haverhill, Massachusetts, RG's Pub. It's pronounced Haverhill. Is it? <laughs> it's true. The only reason I know is because I played a show there one time. It's Haverhill? Haverhill. But it's, oh, why is fucking It's Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Worcester, Haverhill. Haverhill? Yeah. All right. Northern Boston suburb. Haverhill. RG's Pub, August 6th, 8 p.m. Yeah. That's all I got booked right now. Yeah, all I've got is Buffalo's Funniest on... Uh, 
August 9th. So, all right. Later. Bye.